Songe Zomapete on SAFM. The beauty about having two women producers is that you think of things that you as a man take so much for granted. Well, in celebration of Women's Month, we're in conversation now with men who have defined the gender stereotypes and have ventured into careers that are predominantly classified or just conventionally accepted as open, close quote, a woman's job. We have on the line a man who teaches at a crash and a man who helps women deliver babies as a midwife. The occupations of midwifery and preschool teacher have traditionally been for women, but there are few wonderful male midwives and preschool teachers. All those few men in these women-dominated professions at least and somehow now are going to attest to how these professions also help men to respect women and to rear boys in particular to understand the dynamics without necessarily losing respect of the agenda of the of the other gender and they're going to help us now to understand how passionate the heart can really be mr israel sondi he's the midwife good evening sir thank you so much you're also a lecturer at the department of nursing sciences at the nelson mandela university Babu Sondi, good evening thanks for your time good evening and good evening good evening to the listeners and also, I'd like to take this opportunity just to uh, admit the losses. Uh, I'm sure you are aware that we are mourning the passing of our beloved dean of Faculty of Health Sciences, Professor Longi Lepepeta. No, sure, we do appreciate your thoughts in that. Let's have a conversation with you particularly now in relation to your being a midwife and teaching and pretty much being a male in a dominant position, if you like, in an environment that is largely filled up by women. How has that experience been? Tell us about how rewarding it has been, but particularly the stereotypes that you have had to overcome in relation to your profession. Yes, you're right, Sogezo. Midwifery is a generally um, uh, women's profession. It's not like that, um, being a woman's domain. Uh, When I started my nursing degree, it wasn't really that bad because we had a large number, well, we were a large number of males, uh, a lot of them coming from Botswana, and I came from Lesotho then. And we made up this big pool of guys, and I decided then to specialize in midwifery. Then, um, during that time, then it became a bit challenging because I moved into um, the private sector. Um, I think I experienced a lot of challenges there, whereby I would be telling them, guys, I love midwifery. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself into going to uh, advanced midwifery. Then one of the managers told me, man, look, um, we can't let you, we can't place you in a labor ward. We can't place you in a nursery because women are not going to be comfortable breastfeeding in front of you. And, you know, I just went back to my car and wrote a resignation letter and resigned with immediate effect and said, no, I'm going to wait for a place where I will be acknowledged. The challenge then came because, you know, midwifery, um, males in midwifery, we, we're giving a lot of names like mid-husband, Mr. Sister, you know, all sorts of names. So mm. some of the guys, then they decide, ah, no, I'm not going to do this. I would rather um, go into psychiatry and all. But it has been rewarding. It has been rewarding because um, I think it also 
um, goes with somebody's uh, one's identity. Um, what is it? What is it that you believe in, and what is it that you 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 you're writing for, you're guiding for? So that belief, that uh, strong belief system, helped me a lot in 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 going through and pulling through during my my training. Of course, you are also a lecturer, so it's not just you delivering babies. You are also involved in the research, in the betterment, if you like, of the profession, and you find yourself almost as part of a family because you are the first contact, literally even before the mother or the father, you are the first contact with that newborn. The first external experience of any newborn is yours before the mother who would have carried on average the child for nine months and the father is even at times in that room and they yield to you so in that perspective your role in society is absolutely crucial go deeper into what i've just said exactly you you 100 percent right um because Remember with midwifery, you, you're dealing with that child, you're dealing with that mother and that family. And I must say, there are other aspects that we have to deal we have to deal with in terms of ethnic, cultural aspects, ranging from religion, uh, race. Um, I'll make an example that there'd be, there'd be other people or other uh, people coming from a different race who say, no, 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 no. Because you are a man, you cannot touch my wife, you cannot touch my partner. And then there will be our people who will be saying, geez, um, this is a woman's world, you should be, you should be in, in, in psychiatry or something. Mm. Uh, and others, they would even question my identity as, as a man, whether are you... Are you are you, are you, are you straight? Are you are you whatever? You know. Um, but I must say it has been a very rewarding experience. And coming now to the, um, the lecturing point of view, it even makes it even much more rewarding because my female students would be looking and say, "Oh, geez, you can't uh, uh, really imagine Lopudi who's always talking about issues of inimba." And talking so freely about about the womb, the uterus, about contractions, about the pain and enemies. And I would tell them that, guys, I've never experienced labor pain. I've never experienced uh, contractions, but I know, I know how it feels. Uh, it, it's already embedded in me that um, that pain that the woman goes through during childbirth, and it's already. I've, I've gotten to develop those instincts that I I can so much say I know what you're feeling, even though I know I'll never have contractions, I'll never experience contractions, or even mm. experience a childbirth. But um, it, it's something, it's an experience that's out of this world. I would imagine it is. Let me bring in a colleague of yours, if you like, in terms of bringing children into this world. You in the literal physical world and Mr. Michael Wilhelm, a 68-year-old founder and manager of Peninsula Educate Center. If you are not delivering children into this world, Michael is delivering children into possibly one of the most critical stages of their development, and that's in education. 
Peninsula Education Centre. Not too many people would anticipate that a man would be there and heading up such institutions. And of course, you've had your sh your fair share of stereotyping. Good evening, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us. Share with us then, please, your experiences in what I can only imagine to be very rewarding, dealing with young, impressionable minds, all of them having their own personalities and with the whole future ahead of them. You shape it in large part. Good evening to you and good evening to the rest of the panel. Yes, um, ECD is predominantly a, and it's always been known as such, as a <laughs> women's domain. When I stepped into ECD, the first thing that people asked me was, do you really know what you're doing? And do you think you will be accepted? And uh, after doing a few courses, and starting the ECD center, I called all the parents together, and I did a little survey to find out if they will object or if they have any objections to me as a mayor teaching their children. And lo and behold, I was so shocked when they said to me, we have no objection. I asked them why, etc., etc., they said, our children need father figures. And in our township, that is something that is glaringly missing. My wife and I are known to our children as Ma and Pa. And when I teach, there's one thing that I also teach, and that is avoid must have the utmost respect for girls. And I have a very strict code of conduct. I have a very strict way of teaching the children, but also very flexible, so that being strict it is also laced with love. You know? And mm. um, it's, it's very important, I feel. Um, I belong, we belong to a forum. And when I spoke to the, the ladies of the forum after subsequently joining the forum, the ladies accepted me like it's unbelievable. I served about three, ten years as chairperson of the forum and um, we got on like a house of fire. We really made fantastic inroads into ECD. And so our parents are so just that there's a male figure in the crash who is teaching their children, guiding their children, uh, taking them through the ECD teachings, etc. <laughs> Michael, stay on the line, please. Yes. Sondi, please also stay on the line. We have to take an ad break now. It's 10 to 9. After about two minutes of this ad break, we will continue the conversation. I certainly do want to spend a bit more time in terms of handling the fact that you entered the space as a 54-year-old in 2004 and how that possibly might have, if you like, given you the benefit of the doubt in relation to building that respect and rapport, particularly with the parents whose little ones now you were going to be taking care of at Peninsula 
Educare Center, Mr. Michael Wilhelm, founder and manager thereof, together with an advanced midwife and midwifery lecturer at the Department of Nursing Sciences at the Nelson Mandela University in Mr. Sondi, Israel. Stay tuned, everybody. We're breaking the gender stereotypes. Can you think of a profession where you are in predominantly that of women? Not that it is that, but society has classified it as that. We'd love your thoughts on that. Give us a call, 0891-104-207. After the break, we continue the conversation until the top of the hour. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Breaking gender stereotypes, a conversation with two gentlemen who have entered spaces where, for whatever reason, society determined was the province of women. We're speaking to a midwife who is a man, Mr. Michael, Mr. Sondi Israel. We are also speaking to the founder and manager of an ECD, Peninsula Educate Center, Mr. Michael Wilhelm, 68 years of age. You started this, Michael, in 2004, so you would have been a 54-year-old at the time. Do you think that would have given you the benefit of the doubt, if you like, or would have given you the ability to be trusted by the parents of those young ones? I mean, if we're talking about a six, seven-year-old or five, six-year-old child, chances are the parent is in one's 30s, possibly 20s, but definitely 30s and 40s. Do you think the fact that the parents would have been younger than you would have won you that right or that favor or that benefit of the doubt versus if I, in my mid-30s, started at the same facility as you and dealing with literally contemporaries of mine, I might have been dealt with a sense of skepticism. Your thoughts? Yeah, firstly, um, I play I play a very active role in the, in the community. Um, I scale down a bit now. So when I entered into the ECD field, the people basically knew me. Uh-huh. Um, I come from a Sunday school background, so it's spiritual people that know me, people from the church, etc. Then there was the community police forum that I was a chairperson of. They knew me, I got to know them, they got to know me. Um, it was in sporting circles, etc., etc. So it wasn't that difficult get people to actually trust me, you know? And um, when I put out the plan out there to tell people that this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to open up an ECD center, they were all for it, you know? The parents of the children, uh, between my wife and I, we treat the parents of of our children as our own children, and we treat their children, or our charges, we treat them as our own children. And um, people, thus far, thank God, thus far, we have had nothing, nothing but good words, good words, praise, etc., for the work that we have done with these children. In our township, it's a very difficult place to work in. But once people learn to trust you, you must not misplace their trust, and you will be successful because of that trust that they place in you. 
final question, and please keep it to literally less than a minute. It is about that trust that you are there. You are a trustee of so many things for children later on in their lives. In other words, you are the trust. I mean, you, 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 you're the head of the trust of South Africa. As a man, why is it important that children see you there doing these things that later on children will discover that society has, for whatever reason, compartmentalized to being the province of women? Specifically, why is it important for young boys to see you, among other things, changing nappies? What does it do for society in the long run and in the greater scheme of things? shows a young wife that there's nothing wrong in doing that. That's the way that you raise children. That's the way that you care for children. In fact, we have a, a period during the day where we swap the classes and then some, the, the bigger ones come across to the, to, to the baby class and they watch. I watch the interaction between them and the babies. And then we teach them how to interact with the babies, and how to take care of the babies, how to protect the babies. It's very important that boys must learn that there's nothing wrong with boys doing the work that is normally seen as a woman's work. Nothing wrong with it. It is all about raising children. Beautiful. No, we do appreciate those thoughts. Thank you then so much for your time, Mr. Michael Wilhelm, founder and manager of Peninsula Educate Centre. We appreciate your involvement in the community as a Sunday school teacher, as a member of the community policing forum, and involved in particularly school sport. It made it so much easier for parents to trust you in the ECD Centre. And we certainly do wish Peninsula Educate Centre all of the best. Coming back to you, Mr. Israel, as the midwife, there are a lot of things there that Mr. Wilhelm said that obviously apply to you. And of course, what you also realize is that that mother, irrespective of what the stereotypes out there may be saying, for the time she is delivering or about to deliver, she places literally her life and that of her unborn child in you. And that husband who is watching is equally at your mercy. You dare not fail that word again that Mr. Valellum spoke about, trust. You dare not betray that trust. Final comments. Um, you see, uh, Songhezo, the most important thing when it comes to dealing with a laboring woman or a woman in childbirth, irrespective of gender, is caring. I mean, caring is a central uh, foci in terms of nursing and, and midwifery because it involves the relationship between myself as a carer and the person being cared for. If that is not there, then there's no way that that woman is going to um, encounter or experience a positive outcome in terms of her pregnancy, be pregnancy, labor, death, or even postpartum or post uh, post delivery. So caring is very much important. Uh, building a rapport with that woman and her family are very, 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 very much critical because that's how they're going to develop trust with you. And you may find that even with our female counterparts, it's something that's quite lacking from them and, uh, and and be eminent when it comes to us males because we regard as being uh, sensitive when it comes to women during childbirth. 
So mm. for me, the take-home uh, would be the caring aspects and respect. Those are much critical aspects that one would really have to take forth. We certainly do appreciate your time. We appreciate your being as, I wouldn't use the word brazen, but for being bold to stick through with your identity, with your belief system and passion, because if you had left it at the time where they said they can't accept you, we wouldn't have had this conversation and you would not nearly have contributed as much as you have to society. Final comments, Mr. Israel. Talk to us about the importance of a good foundation at home. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. A good foundation at home. Mother and father being present in the life of a baby. 30 seconds, no more. That's very, very much important. Uh, as well. We need to, I think the time has come now that we, we normalize the broken stereotypes. And males ought to be supported. Uh, as young, uh, so from childhood, little boys need to be supported. Whether they're playing with dolls, that should be normal for them. I mean, even with me being a lecturer, uh, use dolls to teach students, which we call um, Beautiful. Um, mannequins. So they should not be judged because they're playing dolls or they're putting babies on their backs. That's something. Let's that, appreciate um, that comment. Yeah. And then also I appreciate the comment. Let's, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. I beg your pardon for rushing you, but we're going to have to leave it there. It is time for news. You've delivered a wonderful story, not least because you deliver babies. They are always a beautiful story. Let's go to news where Greg is going to deliver the nine o'clock bulletin.